Here's a little behind-the-scenes taste of what it's like to record You Don't Sound Autistic with someone that's not autistic. Michelle likes to go around lighting candles for about an hour. <laughs> using all of my, my the, the little attention span that I actually have. And then when I'm finally like, I can't wait anymore, she gets her coffee and she comes and sits down. She's like, let's do this. Wait. You don't sound autistic. What does an autistic person wait sound like? You're autistic? Yeah, I'm telling you that. You don't even look autistic. But, but we're talking about... Yeah, but, but I don't buy it. But I, I was diagnosed with autism and ADHD and anxiety and depression. You don't sound autistic. Welcome back to You Don't Sound Autistic. I'm Blake. And I'm Michelle. And I'm autistic. And I'm not. And I don't know what we're doing today. Let's well, see. Oh, wait. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, we made it. We did an, a new episode within a week. We did it. We're back on schedule. We're back on schedule. Success. I do recommend everyone subscribe to your favorite streaming, um, how do you say it? Like your f- favorite streaming app? Yeah. App. Yeah. That yeah. way you get notified when we do drop a new episode. We do try to keep to a weekly schedule, but you know. When you say drop a new episode, it sounds naughty. What else would you drop? I don't know. Things off at the pool. Oh. You know, like it's hot. Oh, that that's old. I'm old. Okay. Well, lukewarm. Drop it like it's lukewarm. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so if you haven't already joined the Facebook group, do that because that's awesome. You can be part of the part of the group. Join the group. Join the conversation, as I like to say. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I was noticing today we have our 100th member for the Facebook group. Woohoo! And I'm wondering how these strangers are finding us. I find it fascinating. Welcome, new friends. Welcome, new friends. You're not strangers anymore. What's that? What's that term? They're those people that are neurotypical. Say, <laughs> like they don't. They don't. You never meet a stranger. Oh, I don't know this one. You never heard that term? Uh-huh. Or that, yeah, totally like to say like, oh, I've never, I've never met a stranger. My what? brother's like that kind of person where he's like what? makes yeah he makes like best friends with the person at the grocery store. That's so not. I can't do that. He does that. Oh yeah. And he has ADHD. Yeah. How does he do that? I don't know. He's not autistic though. Right. Take a sip of my take a sip of my Mountain Dew beverage, which is our sponsor this week. Personal sponsor. Like you went and bought their product. They're sponsoring me. Your mood. They're sponsoring my mood. Mood. Blake's mood. Sponsored by Mountain Dew. (laughs) Mood management. Hey, mood management is a real thing. That's right. And mood management is a thing as well. That's when I, you know, I, I don't know if you know this, but I counsel cattle. <laughs> cattle. Yeah. Okay. For mood management. Okay. That's funny. No, you don't like that? That's funny. Boo? Sure. Did you boo me? I didn't boo you, no. All right. Well, you should have. It, it was terrible. Me. It was a terrible joke. <laughs> it wasn't even funny. It was a dad joke. Sorry. Um, and we had her, uh, as, of this, as of this recording, we have 883 downloads. That's awesome. Yeah. We need more, though. Everyone listen to the show twice. <laughs> or just share it. That seems easier. Share Okay, fine, fine. Share it then if you need to. <laughs> but also listen to it. Every, hey, everybody, what was that What was that, that, uh, that Korean guy, um, the singer, um, the Wopan Gundam style? Oh, man, he was famous. What was there, like a, like a billion downloads of that song? Yeah. And you can't listen to our show twice. <laughs> I know it's an hour, but still. There are some episodes I do listen to twice, actually. Oh, really? Like Eat Your Colors. I really like that episode. Okay. Go back and listen to Eat Your Colors and again. I don't remember. Are we, wait, are we, are, this is so meta. Are we like sponsoring episodes within an episode? I guess we are. The, you All know, right. the other one that I get a lot of conversations about get is- Get closer to the microphone. Get in here. I thought I was. Get close. Oh, goodness. Is your little thing going to affect stuff my heart monitor yeah oh i hope not okay should we talk about that or no we can I sorry i was trying to be all discreet and say your thingy oh yeah well that, your thingy could have been anything well, now I don't know, everyone knows. now i was in the middle of a great thought and now sorry. i lost it t-h-o-t t-h thought oh isn't that what the kids are saying these days i wouldn't know you gotta i gotta get woke rochelle up. get woke with me oh man <laughs> <laughs> How long have I been asleep if that's the way we talk Oh, my now. God. That sounds really old. Oh, man. Oh, I was talking about... Hold on. I, I got it. Woke. I got it. I was talking about the episode where we did the um, screening of... Yeah. Was it autism or ADHD? I think it was the autism screening. I think you're right. Where we went through all the questions? Yes. That one seemed to be very illuminating for a lot of people. Okay. 
I wish I knew which episode that was. I thought it, you said it was Eat Your Colors, no? Oh no, Eat Your Colors was the day we went to the pumpkin pa- or the uh, apple orchard. Ah, right. I don't remember. It's hard when you do this stuff. Well, you could just I'm, pull it up. I'm living it. Right, that's true. We are living it. Like the meltdown we had at breakfast this morning. All right, why don't you explain that while I look this up? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you say we, I did not have a meltdown. I am very good at controlling my meltdowns now. now. I, how come I can't use your Google? Because you have to click on my face. You have to pick a profile. That's, that is, that is, I almost used the R word. That is ridiculous. <laughs> well, it's, You could have picked on your, you could have clicked on your face. I could have. Um, that is ridiculous. Okay. There you what go. What was I going to look up? Oh, I was going to look up our, our episodes. The name of the, yeah. What is the name of this thing called again? T-R-A-N. T-R-A-N. Oh, gotcha. Sorry, I guess we're not, we're not telling everybody what it is. I don't know. I just, that's what I type in. I don't remember the rest of the word. Okay. Sister. Um, we were trying to go to breakfast, which is something we've done many times with Declan. It's not like he's a stranger to brunch. Um, it used to be our thing before we had a kid. We'd go to brunch quite often. That's right. Yep. I always had to have three drinks. I had to have a water, a Bloody Mary, and a latte of some kind. Oh, you made it sound like you were an alcoholic. I had to have three drinks, <laughs> two in each hand and one in my mouth. <laughs> No, now I'm just down to the coffee. Um, but he was kind of already whiny in the car, right? Remember when I couldn't ask Google to tell, take us to the restaurant because he was whining in the background like, ah! so that threw off the navigation. Um, but then, oh, maybe it was, was Spock autistic. You think so? Think well, it, what, are we going to go back and listen to the episode while we're doing the episode? No, but I think that's what it was. I was Spock autistic? Yeah. Uh, 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 See, click in the I can't notes. even. T- was Spock autistic? <laughs> autistic. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Let's see. So we had a massive meltdown in the middle of the lobby waiting for a seating. And I don't even exactly know why. I mean, he just was in that mood where you, he did not want to be moved in any way, shape, or form. Oh, this one? Yeah, finish your thought and then we'll go into it. And it was really difficult because when you're sitting there trying to be honestly polite, uh, you know, to the people that are sitting in the chairs and manage your son and know that they need the walkway for people entering and leaving and seating people, you know, it's a difficult thing. And what do you prioritize? Who Other do you pri- people. The baby. Other people. That's no. how I, I, I don't know. Well, let me ask you this then. I feel so uncomfortable I don't want to bother anybody. I don't want anyone to bother me. So I try to keep... This is a conversation. This is a good conversation, I think, to have here. Mm-hmm. Um, because then we have a recording of it. <laughs> uh, but sure. when we've gone out in the past, this is a good example. So don't let me lose track of where we're at because we're talking about the meltdown. But just to kind of, you know, we're kind of managing the difference between a child and an adult that both have, in essence, the same... Meltdown capacity. Yep. That wasn't what I was going to say. I was going to say same colorful neurodivergent style. Fair. If you will. Um, But when we went to the movie theater, we went to go see like one of the Mission Impossible movies and Rochelle was like putting her feet up on the seat, which bothers me to see. Bothers me to no end because someone else is going to put their head there or put their hand on the seat or touch it in some way. And Rochelle's like, why do you care about these other people? You should care about me. And I'm like, but I can't, uh, eh, I, ah, does anyone right, else, does anyone, there call two, in now. There were two 1-800, details. 1-800-I'm-autistic. There were two details to that story that are critical. Okay. One. Which ones make me sound good? In this case, neither. In this case, okay. <laughs> First of all, I was not putting my feet anywhere near where anyone would ever touch because it was the back of a seat. No one was ever, their heads are 12 inches away from that space. They would, they would never even touch it if they got up out of the seat. So I was not putting my feet anywhere near where another human would contact it. Uh-huh. Second, I was seven and a half months pregnant. So you say. With a baby pushing down on my bladder and I'm trying to sit through a Mission Impossible movie, which is what, like almost two hours? Well, how apropos. Yeah. Mission Impossible was sitting there with you. Trying to watch a movie. And I was trying to get comfortable so I could finish watching the movie. And you cared more about the fact that I was putting my feet on a part of the chair that no one will ever interact with. You cared more about that than the fact that I was pregnant with your child and uncomfortable. 
and trying not to have to get up and pee for the third time. It seems perfectly reasonable to me. (laughs) (laughs) Seems personally, seems perfectly unreasonable to me. You can carry the next one and tell me how it feels to be seven and a half months pregnant. Oh, we're having another one? No, I'm not, but you can. Okay, thanks. That'll be fun. Yeah, it's not as comfortable. I carried him plenty, just not in my uterus. Right, I know. It's not It's not a comparable statement when I need to get comfortable. I was like, wow, you care more about... Think smarter, not harder. This is what I always say. Just because I had the, uh, the idea, well, whoever did, wasn't my idea, but I carried him around in my balls. Oh, right. That's a real, like, you know, restriction to your internal Not just space. him. Millions right. and of you, little Right. And did you notice? Did, did it get tight? Did your diaphragm contract? Did your kidneys start getting a little like me? Like, did you really, did, you, did your belly expand? Let me just tell you this, Rochelle. It was hard. Oh. <laughs> I didn't need a minute. To, to, to <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very okay. much. <laughs> it got funnier as I continued to picture <laughs> Yes, but my point is, you didn't grow 30 pounds and four sizes of clothes. Think smarter, not harder. Yeah, okay. Work, sm- work smarter, not harder, rather. <laughs> okay. Well, we found ourselves in the same predicament this morning at the restaurant because there's Declan who only wanted to sit on the floor with part of his new construction site, his new boulder and, and dump truck. And that is Mima got him. Yes. That's the nickname that we've given his uh, one of his grandmas. Yep. And he didn't care who he was around, and he didn't have any concept of the space that he was occupying or anybody else's needs for it. And any time we tried to negotiate with him, he just dug in further, and the meltdown just got more and more and more. I don't even know the word. Out of hand? Sure. It's a good word. That was a more more of a. He was sentence. hungry. The problem is, is that he had an expectation. There's how the whole thing started. He is not used to the concept of having to wait because anytime we've gone to the restaurant in the last year with him, it's been pretty, you know, COVID empty. So now things are starting to fill back up, and he was like, "What do you mean wait? We need to go straight to the table." Like he had no concept of this this period of time where we had to be patient. And it's not like he can't be patient; he's capable. But in this reference point, he it just violated everything he thought he knew about the experience right so he didn't adjust to that transition well because he because he was inexperienced in it so he was very angry when we said we had to wait and at that moment it's like it's a really difficult thing to navigate you've got to immediately take inventory of everyone okay who's having the meltdown great you know you can't push that person or it's just going to be a worse meltdown then I've got to you know I look over at you because I know you're capable of melting down if it gets really uncomfortable because I know you're uncomfortable thinking about however uncomfortable everyone around us is and then there's everyone around us and then there's the staff trying to use the space so it's a lot to think about in the moment however I would still say that our number one priority is supposed to be him because in that moment he's the one out of the entire list of people I just mentioned who feels the most unsafe so we have to figure out a way to negotiate him back into a safe space so that he can start to downregulate because what's happening in a meltdown is you are at the height of fight or flight. Everything he looks at or sees is a predator. You sounded like Christopher Walken there for a minute. I did? At the height. Oh, I don't know him that well to to know that, but but that's my point. Like he's at the fi- he's at the height of fight or flight. He can't think. He's in, his amygdala is making decisions and it is, you know, and it needs to be massaged. That's a throwback. It is a throwback. Another good episode. But um, but you see my point? I do. So I know that you were uncomfortable, but I have to sit there and go, yeah, but you're uncomfortable, but you're not feeling like... You don't know how I'm feeling. Okay, how are you feeling? Broken. It's a good question. Yeah. Um, in those moments, it's I have many feelings because I don't want to be... I don't want to ignore Declan. Right. Obviously. He is my priority as well. Right. But I have conflicting feelings because aside from that, I also don't want to be those people that are just like letting their kid, you know, rule them 
in the middle of, you know, them having a tantrum. That wasn't a tantrum. In a tantrum, I would agree with you. Because in a tantrum, if you give the kid what they want, they stop the tantrum. We gave him everything he wanted. You notice it didn't stop it. It only got worse. He wanted his menu. He wanted his toy. He wanted his crowns. He got all those things and he continued to de-escalate. His crowns? Crowns. You know I can't say that word right. That's okay. I can't either. I just wanted to make sure that we both agreed that it was wrong. Crowns. Crayons. Crayons. Oh my goodness. I say crowns as well. It's crowns. Fair enough. So moving on, we got everything, every little piece where we could have satisfied him to end a tantrum, which is the difference between a tantrum and a meltdown. A meltdown is a neurological experience. A tantrum is just, I forget there's actual definitions that people have done a really good job of spelling out. But like they say, if you give the child what they're asking for, it will end a tantrum because it's really just they're whining and crying about not getting what they want. Well, it's not that he was whining and crying about not getting to go to the table because he wanted it. It's because he had a clear, defined expectation in which he had built his ability to navigate that whole situation through. Mm-hmm. And it changed without explanation and without any, um, like, he didn't have a way to process that change. We just stopped and said, you have to stop. And he's like, what? You know, so... One of the things that I think that your rejection sensitivity doesn't allow you to consider in the moment because you're also in a fight or flight state, right? Is that fair? You're feeling... Like right now? I hope not. No. You're, but you're feeling panicky or you're feeling worried or you're feeling escalated. Yeah. I okay. wanted to go sit down too. Right. But you have the ability... Let me finish my thought before I forget it. Okay. And I forgot it. Um, Thank God. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I really forgot it. Did you really? Yes. Fight or flight. Fight or flight. Fart, fornicate. Shit. Was it one of those? Shit? No. Is that the other one? Fight or flight. You're in a fight or flight. Oh, most of the people in a restaurant on a Sunday morning are aunts, uncles, parents, grandparents. They're familiar. Human beings. Right. With kids. They're familiar with kids and kids' patterns. And so as long as we as parents are paying attention and actively negotiating with him and actively working with him. I poked him with a stick. I know. It was so effective, right? That's the point joke. is all they want to see so that they're not annoyed is that we are managing the situation. They want to see that we're annoyed. They want to see that we're trying to... Maybe that's the key. ...mitigate the situation, right? That's all they want to see. Where people get super upset, and even I get upset, and you get upset. We've done this one before, is where the kid is off having a meltdown or a tantrum or just being a whiny you know, toddler, and the parents are on their phones or not paying attention as if they don't care that their kid is going through a moment. And they're That's what I'm saying. Inactive. So people, so people, this is, I'm asking you, because, so you're saying that people are less annoyed if you are annoyed. So as, they, yeah, as okay. long as they see that you are occupied and annoyed, they'll be like, oh, good. So I don't have to be annoyed. Is that what you're saying? Basically, but I don't know that the, I wouldn't draw the line at being annoyed. I would just say actively solving the problem with our child if we are tuned in and paid attention to our child because you know in the end they're not going to solve the meltdown any faster than we are we're the only two people that are going to solve that problem for him they just have to be like you know what hey they got it they're it's under control even though we did not got it it took some time we had a massive reoccurrence of it trying to get into the booth yep there was a lot of, you know, what's funny is if, if we just, uh, if we turned on a little bit of music, maybe wow. some hip hop, he would be, everyone would just assume he was break dancing. <laughs> that is Because he throws himself on the ground oh and then just gosh. starts doing little gosh. floor cartwheels. That jellyfish thing he does where he just like, and all kids do it. I don't know how they just know to collapse like, their legs. Yeah. It's like, what are those, you know, those toys? It's like, uh, Joseph gave me one once where it's like a wooden toy and it has like string through it and you push the bottom of mm-hmm. it and the whole toy collapses mm-hmm. kids all have the all you have to do is go boop and touch them <laughs> they do it and yeah. they just collapse it's so true he did that but remember he's typically well let me say it differently he is used to getting into every booth first so of course he didn't want to get in the booth at all because now he was he was still in fight or flight by the time we made it over to the table he hadn't adjusted to the fact that we'd moved on so it took him a minute to realize we were now where he wanted to be. So then when, and you saw him, you saw him calm down and collect himself. 
Then he asked me to get out so that he could get in. Such a gentleman. Move, Mom. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. But then it was followed by, thanks, Mom. But isn't that him getting his way and that's not good? But if he wanted the table in the first place, we wouldn't have had, if that was the whole thing, when we got the table, he wouldn't have had a second meltdown. He was neurologically not in his in his right mind at that moment because he's already off the off the farm, if you will. Like he, his body had to recuperate from it. He didn't recognize he got what he wanted because it was a true meltdown. Off the farm? Never heard it? No. Off the reservation, I've heard that. That's the West Coast one. The East Coast one is off the farm. Okay. Well, maybe that makes sense because we don't have a lot of no, we have farms. You do. I know. I'm yeah. surprised you don't know. Yeah. I, but anyway. all the vernacular is different from coast to coast. So Yep. But that's my point. He got we got to the table and it still didn't satisfy him because of everything I just said. But that's that's a toddler meltdown. We've also been in a place where you as an adult have had meltdowns before we even knew what they were. Yeah, let's talk about that. Are you willing to? Because Well, it depends on what kind of meltdown you're talking about. Well, let's pick a let's pick a safe one to talk about, but I do think that um if you're willing mm-hmm. and you've demonstrated quite brave uh, quite you're <laughs> Sorry to stumble over that. Yeah, quite bravery. <laughs> I'll drink some more coffee. Yeah. You have already demonstrated. Why don't you have three of those drinks you talked about earlier? That would be nice. Yeah. That you are quite brave. Uh-huh. And I would like to explore this topic because I am working with families um, and individuals right now who are experiencing adult meltdowns with undiagnosed, unmedicated um, individuals and it looks really different in an adult because adults have the ability to rationalize and talk back and almost even, you know, talk their way through the scenario that makes you feel like everything's your fault. Declan doesn't have the ability to make me feel like that meltdown is my fault. Not yet. But I've been in situations where that hasn't been the case because as adults, we have far more faculties to fight with in a meltdown. I have an entire faculty. <laughs> I like to use, you know, big words and then you always turn them around on me. Sorry. My apologies. Is that better? Is that a bigger word? No. So what kind of, what situation can you think of one that you'd be comfortable talking about? I don't know. I mean, we already, I think, didn't we already talk about the night where I cut my forehead? I don't believe so, no. I thought we did. I think we did. Briefly, maybe, but not not in entirety. I mean... I don't want to, I don't know. I was thinking more of the one in, during the baby moon when we were trying to go on that walk with Ellie. Oh, okay. Sure, the, that sounds safe. It was, it was a little bit less. Dramatic? Dramatic. Yeah, a little bit less. I thought. really don't. The thing you have to remember is that I don't always remember these things. You're talking about when we were walking and it was during the day and uh-huh. we were trying to walk to that park? Yep. That was a meltdown? Uh-huh. All right. All right, go ahead. So, to set up the scenario, we were living in Colorado. And, what was I, six months pregnant? Maybe? Maybe. Yeah. We decided, well, you asked me to surprise you. So, I picked all the details. Now, this is this was a catch, you know. This is setting up the meltdown, actually, because you wanted to be surprised. I realized that, um, just to preface this, I... I like the idea of surprises and I like surprises like things. Mm-hmm. Like if someone was like, hey, here's this here's this thing. Here's this gift off of Amazon. That uh, you didn't know that you needed. Right. And I'd be like, what? I'm so surprised. But experiences, apparently, I do not like surprises. <laughs> no. I like shit planned out to a T when it comes to experiences. That actually brings to mind a second example that we should probably explore also just to what the Mel Brooks thing. Uh huh. Yeah. That's probably a better one. one. Cause I remember that one more. Okay. Well, let's start with this one. Because okay. This Cause I don't really remember this one. Well, this one, but um, go ahead. This one was in the middle of the day. So the thing about going to Vail is that it's a, what I have to say that we went to Vail two hour drive for away. a baby moon. And so I had to try and surprise you with our destination. Even Highly we recommend like, baby moons. If unless you're with someone that's neurodivergent, then they can be a little bit tricky. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, everything can be nice. I'm not trying to rag on neurodivergent people. I am one. I know. I know. I'm saying everything can. I'm the king of the neurodivergence. Okay. I'm 
every excursion can be a success as long as you know what the conditions are. That's we right. did not know at the time that experiences in the form of surprises are a no-go. Right. This was part of the experiences that taught us that. Yes. This is. Like, we should also mention that I can be fun <laughs> as long as everything's planned to a T. Exactly. Okay, continue. And I don't even remember exactly what caused it, except that we were walking the dog and we were trying to, to walk through this park to get to a bigger park, like the Betty Ford Park or something really famous and, you know, exciting to do. And I don't remember what the fight was about. I think we were having trouble with, this was another consideration we didn't know that, that we needed to take into account, that in a small town, even something like Vale, um, the food shuts down, you know, all the dinner places or whatever, it shuts down a little bit earlier than normal cities. And so right. I think you were still reeling off the fact that we didn't get a proper dinner the night before because things shut down much faster than we were prepared to account for dinner. So not everything resolves just because, you know, time passes. Some some things that really upset you, it can take a few days for you to resolve. And this is one of those moments where you were still kind of like, ah, I didn't plan Vail and it's good and it's expensive. And it's, you know, you were struggling with enjoying the experience of it because there were so many little quirky things about it that we didn't know because we'd never been there. And, we and you didn't know how to adjust for because you had. Hold on. Someone's having an accident in the middle of our show. <laughs> I hope they get there safe. Me too. Um, because we didn't know, we didn't know anything about it. So, you know, there was too many unknowns. We, so lesson learned, too many unknowns about our destination. We yes. couldn't properly prepare. It, it follows the same thing as this morning. You couldn't develop any real expectations about the trip because it was a surprise and then because our destination was someplace we'd never been to you were really left out in the dark i mean i'm empathizing with you over this meltdown because when i look back on it and reflect it's like oh god yeah of course like it sounds great but we didn't have enough time to adapt to the area in order to enjoy what we could do in the area because it was a quick like two or three day turnaround plus we brought the dog which was a mistake that was a mistake but we were but we didn't understand that we needed to prepare your expectations so that you kind of had a, a chance to become familiar with it in your mind before it happened so you could enjoy it a little bit more in the moment. Because much like Declan, when you're seeing it for the first time and you're in it, you're fight or flight. There it goes. You know, you're already at, at, at 10 going, ah, it's all new. It's overwhelming. That's what happened to us trying to walk through the park. Thank you for that. I hope a future mate is listening to this. Right now, <laughs> no. Thinking that I'm going to be a fun person to hang out with. This was pre, I'm a hoot. You are a hoot. This is pre-diagnosis. This is pre-correct medication. This is pre-everything. This That's is right. That I'm drugged now, ladies. No, you're not I'm drugged. I'm perfect. Brain chemistry is a serious thing for all of us. Yes. More serious. So is physical chemistry. That is true. That is true. Don't but forget I'm just that. saying... There are just these things we need to take into account and we need to know these about our experiences. Right. So this is an important lesson that we learned, even though we didn't fully understand why we were learning it. We were just like, OK, that was uh, that was tough. Why was it tough? Well, we wouldn't really figure out why it was tough until we got to Mel Brooks, which was in October. Right. I think I think we went to Vail in July. Does that sound right? October, October, November. No. Six months pregnant would have been what? Maybe I was seven. Would have been like August or September. Maybe that is more right. Maybe maybe you were like seven months pregnant. Okay. Well. But anyway, so. By the time your birthday came around, because I was trying to plan really cool big things before the birth before the birth of the baby, because I wanted to celebrate you before our attention turned to, you know. To the attention whore. <laughs> to the mini me, yes. Yes. So I was scoping around, you know, entertainment venues, and I happen to know that Mel Brooks is someone that you really adore as a comedian. Adore is a weird word to use for me and another man. Well, enjoy is a better word. Okay. <clears throat> admire. Yeah, sure. I, I can I can admire him. Okay. I happen to find that Mel Brooks was coming to Denver. Well, first of all, I should say that I made the mistake of. Being like, look, Mel Brooks is going to be you did. in you, Denver you and did. here's this thing. But I also thought I said, uh, I don't know if I'd want to do that because it's basically what the, the setup of was was that Mel Brooks was going to be, they were going to be playing 
um, Blazing Saddles, and then there would be a Q&A with Mel Brooks afterward. And I was like, eh, I'm not a huge Blazing Saddles fan. And to be fair, I've only seen the movie. like Now, if he was doing like Spaceballs, because that's like, that is one of the movies growing up that I was like obsessed with. Okay. Um, I would have been like, yes. And anyway, so the, I was already kind of like hesitant. I was like, oh, you know, you know that would have been cool. So I think I, I, sw- I swear I like kind of brushed it off. Well, the problem is... I'm not trying to defend my actions. No, no, I do remember the response because you and I G-chat all day long. Like, that's our preferred method because it gives both of us a chance to read each other's comments, respond on our own time. Like, there's no pressure. So we do really well and we we plan a lot of things throughout our day because we can can G-chat. Now, you did brush it off, but I also thought you were brushing it off because of the cost of the tickets. Oh, I don't remember how much they cost. I do. And they weren't cheap. And you were like, uh. So I thought you were just rationalizing it away because you didn't want to pay for the tickets. Gotcha. Which, you know, in hindsight, I was like, I wasn't really sure which one to believe. But I thought you were making a cost-based decision. And so with your birthday coming up, and I'd been looking for something really special. Was this before the baby? Yeah, this was at uh, my friend Jennifer's wedding, remember? Right. I remember going to the wedding. and I remember. Like you, because I was, I had my class and it was like, here's. I was eight months pregnant here. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. Right. Because remember when we were going through the turnstiles with the tickets and that woman asked me, she goes, are you about to pop? And I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Remember? Yeah. Not really. Oh, I do. Um, I was trying to be on my best behavior. Well, yeah. We just spent an hour and a half in tears. I wasn't in tears. I was. Oh, sorry. I was in tears in both stories, actually. Good. This is not making me sound very good. Tell so, tell a story about me where that ends really well with me sounding really okay. good. Okay, the end of the story does make you sound really good. Okay, but good. Here's the point: is that we were on a discovery process to understand that you don't do well with surprise experiences. Now, let me just paint the picture real quick. Paint away. My friend was getting married out in the country, like out in North Boulder or right. somewhere in Boulder, really beautiful farm property. The male. Brooks event was that afternoon so I had told you that we were going to go to the wedding and then we could leave early because you were in class at the time I think you were taking your I had my sign I had a a deaf event that night right and so you wanted to study and get a little bit of studying and so what had happened is same it's the same formula actually because I was trying to surprise you with the event and I didn't tell you about the event in advance you had pre-planned out how you were going to spend the rest of your afternoon before that deaf event right so we leave, we get in the car, and I hand you a box. And within the box, you open the tickets, and you look at the tickets, and you read them. And your first instinct was, do you remember? No. You were mad as hell that it was today because you'd already planned out how you were going to spend the day, and it didn't include Mel Brooks. Okay. And I felt Sorry about really that. bad. And I didn't realize... That you were right. You'd already pre-planned it. I was like, well, how am I supposed to surprise you with an event if you're already pre-planning every moment of every day? I don't pre-plan every moment of every day. No, but on the weekends you do because we have such limited time. And it's part of how you're kind of compensating for executive function and, you know, planning an organization. So it was a fair point. But, you know, I... You weren't excited about it. And you actually didn't want to go. And for a while, we were driving home. Okay. So then I was really proud of you through this and it took a lot of strength on your part because you stopped and you said, man, I've been working on this in therapy and I need to just think and feel my way through this. And you're like, okay, well, oh, it's a, this is that Q and a thing with the movie blazing, blazing saddles. I don't really want to see blazing. Saddles. yes, we're going to go home. Okay. And I said, fine, I'll just eat the cost of the tickets. I didn't care because I didn't anticipate how uncomfortable my decisions had made you. And it was worth it to me to eat the cost of the tickets, not to put you through more hell. And when I decided we were going to go home, it took the pressure off of you. At least this is how I viewed it. And then you were able to go, well, you know, I would like to see Mel Brooks. It's kind of a once in a lifetime experience. Remember now? Sort of. And very within about 15 or 20 minutes, you had decided, no, let's go. Let's 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 try and go. What a what a grown up I am. It was cool of you. I had never seen you really recover like that. But in this moment you did and 
now with the background of veil, you know, we've done this a few times to understand. And that, and in that moment, you said, "Man, I just don't do well being surprised with experiences." And I went, "Yeah, I'm learning that. It's a it's a really big discovery." Yep. It's King Tut and then me. <laughs> Thanks. But we did find the theater and we did we made it on time and we walked right in as they were starting the movie right and it actually turned out to be a pretty funny movie i mean like i said i've only seen i'd only seen part of it once before but I th- there's something about watching a movie in a theater phil i mean that was a full theater it was i mean it wasn't like a movie theater i mean it was like um what, what well it was, was pre-covid that? so it was packed yeah it was it was very full um and then so i i was able to enjoy the movie i tried to you know, wash away my whatever feelings I had about the movie before. I was trying to make the best of it. And then when uh, Mel Brooks came out, I was like overwhelmed. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And I had paid extra to get us a little closer to the stage. Yeah. And it, he just looked, I mean, it was so cool. I, I'm not, uh, I'm not real well versed in Mel Brooks, but he was real popular in my household between my brothers and my dad. So, I mean, I knew about the level of icon he was like I, he's a legend right so i could appreciate that but i learned a lot about him and who was with him that was interviewing him i don't remember who interviewed him like his son or i don't think it was his son his son is max brooks oh then no it wasn't that Mr. and Holly. he's the guy that wrote uh world war z did you know that his brother or his son not his brother his son is a famous author i did not know that yeah no but we we made it through the day and we enjoyed Mel Brooks. Yes, we, we did. We it now have those memories. It was cool. I'm glad and we went. That's the thing. I'm always I'm I, I'm much better at enjoying things after they're done. Right. Which sucks. But we've traveled to foreign countries and we've not had these problems. And they were. I think because they're pre-planned and I know exactly what we're doing every day and that's the expectation. But who does the planning in those moments? Well, it's planned by the. The planner people. But you did Italy. I did plan Italy. So is it... But I'm saying like when we went to Vietnam, that was pre-planned out, but I knew exactly everything we were doing every single day. Right, because it was in an itinerary. Because it was in an itinerary, so there there were no surprises. And Italy, we planned together or you planned. Right, because I planned for the most part. I mean, the spreadsheets you create when you plan something are phenomenal. Like... We ever go missing, by the way, you guys could never kidnap us because he has got latitude and longitude of every one of our locations, like on the spreadsheet with addresses and contact phone numbers, like we're safe. Yep. I'm very good. But the difference is I'm a hoot to travel with. You are actually it's very it's very comforting to travel with you because there is so much planned out and because so much is planned out, when we do pivot for spontaneity reasons, you would tend to enjoy it more. I planned I planned for us to have some spontaneous moments. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. That's so funny. So give our listeners some advice because this is something I guarantee you almost My first piece of advice is don't be autistic. No, I'm just kidding. No, um, no I, I'd say... Ye- so start from, if you could, from your own perspective as an yes. individual and then we'll work down to parenting. Okay. Don't have emotions no that's not (laughs) (laughs) maybe plan or what's i think the the first thing would be um really taking a moment to think about things that you it's hard for me i have a hard time sometimes knowing what i really do like and what i really don't like because i don't think of myself as someone that's super picky until i'm being really picky about something and i'm Mm -hmm. like man i am really picky Mm -hmm. so for instance, like if I go to order food, mm-hmm. I'm finding that I'm less picky. Like I'll eat, I'm eating things like onions, which I usually hate. Well, you're getting better as you are older, but um, I think the people who raised you would, would say that you're a picky eater. Yeah, but I mean now as an adult. Well, some some things fade with experience. But it's like if I have it, I notice now if I have the option of doing something, you know, I, you know, I, I, will, I will be picky. But if I'm eating at someone's house and... I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be like, don't put this on there. Don't put this on there. Don't put mm-hmm. this on there. Don't put this on there. Don't put this so on there. So for experiences. Yeah. But as far as experiences are concerned, I think the number one thing is to, I mean, it's hard to, I don't know. It's hard to explain being so, open-minded trying, but it's like, how do you tell someone to be open-minded? I well, think what you just said actually, I think was a really good observation because what? you, you basically outlined this process of giving someone two options. 
So if you do want to, if I did want to surprise you in the future, yes, a better strategy would say, okay, I'm going to paint you a picture with option A, and I'm going to paint you a picture with option B, giving you some sort of frame of reference to pick from. So you're not totally in the dark. Well, I think that, like, for instance, the Mel Brooks thing, mm -hmm. unfortunately, the only way to really surprise me with that would be like, hey, we're going to go do something after the wedding. Right. It's a surprise. Right. And I didn't do that. Then I would be prepared. Right. So, like, what it makes me think, I hearken back to when I was in elementary school, and I've mentioned this story before, where my mom and my stepdad had, we had planned, we were going to go to, we had a drive-in. Oh, this is a good story. We were going to go to the drive-in, and with my friend Steven who lived next door. Mm -hmm. And so I was already planning on going to drive in and my mom's like, no, now we're going to grandma's house. We're going to go to grandma's. And I was like, no, you promised. I thought it was medieval time. Who's telling the story here? Sorry. We're going to grandma's house. We're not going to the drive in. Now it's like this whole thing where I have to tell my friend, like we're not going to the movies. And I'm like, why did they drag him into this? So we're going to grandma's. We're going to grandma's. I'm like, I don't want to go to grandma's. I'm crying. I'm having the worst time. And then they show, we show up at medieval times. Oh. They tricked me by saying we're going to grandma's. They tricked you twice. By saying we're going to grandma's. And then we went to medieval times. And then I get there and I'm like, huh? What's this? Oh, that's just torture. And they're like, oh, yeah? Huh? Ungrateful? Yeah. This is where you got. Yeah. You're ungrateful. Now, they didn't know. I mean, we didn't even know three years ago. That's the point I'm making. Like, we're not being critical of the mistakes they made because how would you know? Right. In right. A, with a neurotypical child, you could take them. They used to do that. Like they would, we're going to go here. It was always my poor grandma. No, I don't want to see that old lady. <laughs> but the point is that if you do suspect or know that you're raising a neurodivergent child, absolutely not. You cannot play that pivot game. Right. Because of they, they have to have a frame of reference in order to build their, their, how do I say it? Like, in order to prepare for the experience, they've got to get themselves ready so they're not always in fight or flight. That's how the meltdowns occur. Yeah. That's interesting. I forgot that they pivoted twice on you. So they had to pivot to grandma so that they could explain why Steven wasn't going because then it was just you guys going to medieval times. Right. Ouch. But I don't understand why why like why like they let... Because I think they changed their minds at the last minute. We're like, let's go to medieval times, and oh, he can tell us. Possible. He can tell his friends. So that's a good point, actually, because you can't. We we do this with Declan and with ourselves as well. You don't change your mind. Like if you make a plan, you're sticking to it. The only way to change your plan is to ditch your plan and stay home. You don't. We don't pivot like that. Like that's just. It takes too much capacity to flip ideas and expectations in in the moment like that. Yeah. It's just it's cruel and unusual punishment for all people involved. Fair yeah. point. Yes, fair point. Yeah. These are the things our experiences have taught us. Thank you for sharing, Blake. Um we obviously don't have many of those challenges now that we know these things. We we are more cognizant of them. Nope, now I'm perfect. You are actually. I mean, you've done I'm really impressed. So, can I brag a little bit about yourself? No. Oh. Then so, absolutely. We mentioned a couple of weeks back we went to the aquarium. We did. And Declan has now become a little OCD with his routines. Yes. Right. And the strollers become a kind of a component. A, a In a compointment. <laughs> Dyslexic. It's a point of contention. See, I flip parts of words. It's yeah. really annoying. Compointment. Um, cum pum pie. Um, cum pum pie. Ooh, we're going to have some cum pum pie in a couple weeks here. Yes. Distraction. For Grank's thiving. Okay, now you're making fun of me. <laughs> the point is that we brought the stroller out during certain events, but when we, we got to the aquarium, we didn't want to bring the stroller, but he's now created this routine that says we get out of the car, I get in the stroller, you push me, we go into the place, and it's his safe place, and so even if we don't think he's going to stay in the stroller for very long, we have to go through the drama of taking it. Right, which is a huge pain in the ass. I mean, that thing does fold up and have a shoulder strap, but then you're carrying it on your back. So that was one of those things where, okay, so now we've got to, in the moment, accommodate for him. All right, we have to finish the routine because that's his expectation. We want to keep everyone kind of like, you know, on the lane of moving forward. And in the end, when it came to negotiate stairs and escalators, you know, you had to pivot very quickly to... Um, to take the stroller up the ramp and while well, we went up the escalator and you you pivoted to that 
unexpected shift very, very fast and without cause, like without incident. And I remember thinking as, as I was taking Declan through whatever part of the aquarium he wanted to go through that I was really proud of the way that you had handled all of that. And unintentionally, what it created is a moment of separation between you and Declan. So when we got to the end of the escalator or whatever, he would turn around and go, where's dad, dad, where's dad? And he was super excited when he'd see you come down the, the elevator or come down the ramp and then he'd get to go over and, you know, run into your arms, which I thought was a cool, unexpected little twist. But when you're talking about needing to plan out these types of transitions, your ability to pivot to accommodate for his inability to pivot is um, something that's really admirable. So I just wanted to say I thought that was really awesome of you. I agree. Thank you. <laughs> you should agree. I'm. It's it's I'm a big great. deal. It's a big advancement too. I'm the best. It's a it's world's best dad. Comparatively, from where we were were in 2017 and 2018, you know, it's in a short amount of time. If um, I grew boobs, I'd be world's breast dad. <laughs> okay. Sorry. That's funny. Um, if I change my name, I could be world's best Brad. Yeah. You like Brad's better than Blake's? No. I like my name. I wouldn't want to change Uh-oh. my name. Uh-oh. Is that a crying baby? Yeah. Where are we at on time? Um, We're about 50 minutes. Talk for a second. Let me see if I can... Uh-oh. I'm being left alone. Who knows what I'll say? I could say something dangerous. Let's see. What else can I talk about? Um, hmm. Well, um, shoot. Aside from melting down, I, uh, I have been... Um, and then uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. <laughs> okay, um, let's see. I've been uh, trying to date. Let me just throw that out there because that's been weird for me, because because I'm weird. So I've uh, tried, and it's just I'm running into all kinds of issues. There's not very many uh, dating apps. I actually had an idea the other day. I feel like they should have a dating app where you can rate your date. And so that like if you go out with someone and like say that they were cool, but you just didn't necessarily vibe with them to the point where you'd want to be in a relationship, but you could still say like, oh, they were really nice. That way you could see if people are real or not because there's so many fake profiles out there. It's crazy. And I feel like I'm 20 again because I'm out there in in reality, I'm just trying to make a friend, damn it. Um, And there it's just loaded with fake stuff. and, And I'm trying like, how do I broach the subject of being neurodivergent like without it being like the first thing I write down about myself being like I have a kid and I have autism or I am autistic not I have autism uh, and I have ADHD and I have anxiety and I have depression I'm fun I swear let's go out uh, so that's really difficult and I have gone on some dates um, which is super weird to talk about because you know um, doing this show with Rochelle but you know she knows <laughs> it's not a surprise and um i've i don't know i've have all kinds of weird oh thank god you're back <laughs> i can't believe you left me I'm I, sorry, I started sorry, talking about my i started talking about my dating life it was really it's weird to, to well because i'm not see you're talking about i'm not prepared to be on here by myself okay i wasn't well, ready fair. to be left i didn't need that kind of surprise sorry but you did really well i have no idea now and and now like no one's gonna get to hear the end of the story i never started oh <laughs> you don't get that yeah, no I one's going to get to hear the end of the story I never started. Because I yeah. just sat here going, duh, but, duh, duh, uh, uh, but duh. you were talking, I was listening from the other room. You were talking about the difficulty of using the dating apps. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you go on there and it's like, what I get, could, seriously, like there's, it. Um, people will start messaging you. And the second a, f- a female messages me first, I'm like, she's fake. Really? And then, yeah, I can, you can totally tell. Because it'll be like, hello. And I go, Hi. And then they'll like go back and forth with me. I wish I could find because there there were, uh, have been a couple of them where I just mess with the other person because mm-hmm. I know that they're fake, mm-hmm. and I just go back. There's and forth. There's so many scammers out there right now. It's That's the whole thing is scams. And mm. uh, where's that one that was like? So what happens when you get a live person and you're actually talking? Like, are you able to negotiate that social interaction with a fair amount of confidence? Or not really. I mean, when I do talk to people, like, so for instance. I just got this message this morning. Hello, how are you doing? I'm Kate. And what are you here for? 
anytime someone says am something mm-hmm. like like the, instead of saying i am mm-hmm. it says am i'm like not from this country mm. or a place that uses english very regularly right you got a point uh and i know that because it sounds it sounds like i'm being you know prejudiced against people that don't speak english but it's like it's a it's a white girl from georgia that says she's 22 she's knows how to say i am and so like i just am, i get triggered by it because i've had it happen so many times so i get really annoyed How it's how it's going. How it's going. That's how it's like going. Yeah. So are we are, are we done for the day? I don't know. I, mean, I think oh, someone's done. Someone is asking for help. Yeah. It's a, okay. Well, this episode has been brought to you by Melting Down. <laughs> it has which been. will be the name of the episode, Melting, Melting Down. Down. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then we can dig more into my dating life next time. I appreciate you, Blake. I appreciate you, Russell. Okay, thanks. All right, are we wrapping up? Yes. I'm Blake. And I'm Rochelle. And we'll be back. You want to say Declan? And Declan? No. No. You say hi? No. Oh, no. All right. All right, so uh, cue the music. We'll be back next time.